0: Is up, jammers in the rough. We are live here Tuesday, six. And what did you just say? Six. Um, we have as always Cody, <laughs> the absolute worst, fucking tripping his nose hairs right now. Not my grammar. nose hair, bro.
1: It's you, we just talked about this. It's the worst when it
0: touches your yeah, lips. Yeah, we talked about it like before we went live, and now we're like, he's hey, like, hey guys, let me just fucking move. Well, my stash. (laughs) And, of course, we have Josh (laughs) Feblioso Winters and Mr. Lost His Voice over the weekend, Paige Hurtado coming at you. What is up?
1: You would think if you lost your voice, you wouldn't talk as much, but it won't happen. Yeah, but I didn't
0: think if I missed this, Jammers, you guys would forgive me. If I was like, "Oh, hey guys, I lost my voice, You'd be like, "Oh, look at this fucker! Probably forgot today's Tuesday." You but mean like, like <laughs> you
1: do to all of us all the time? If one of us misses, that's true. You grill us. Ooh, I like that nickname. So why don't we change
0: from Cody the Worst to Cody the Groomer?
2: Cody the Groomer. I, I mean, that's like not it.
1: bad. I feel like that's like old European. Like, oh, I oh think Cody, gro- the, Cody I think the Grooming. grooming <laughs> of like, you know, when like old people groom young girls. That's
0: what I think about. That's that's Cody. He has the he, mustache. He's grooming. Who thinks out of this? People that work sexual like assault, domestic violence for four yeah. years.
1: Hey, he said the word grooming. and "pedophile." Get him, lock him yeah. up.
0: We got Cody, the groomer teacher.
1: <laughs> All right, that does <laughs> that does sound bad. Coming for your kids since 1988. <laughs> it does not did, sound good
2: as a teacher. It I did dress not. up
1: as a cousin Eddie today for dress up day. Who the hell is cousin Eddie?
2: Cousin Eddie this from Adam's vacation? family?
0: No, Huh? Got no, two, two different ones. I'm not crazy. Quit acting like you fucking know, Josh. Christmas vacation. Come on, saving. bro.
1: Nobody, you do No, yeah, that's Uncle Fester. You don't know who Cousin Eddie or my gosh, know who it is. We're off. I had the, the bathrobe and the the hat and the,
0: the turn two. Guys, we're supposed to be here talking
1: disc golf, and you're what, all over what, the place. What is the subject? Nobody 100%. knows. You're we are
0: off to a great start. Comment.
1: See? <laughs> you... Yeah.
2: It's your grooming. That's what we started with. It's your his grooming technique.
0: Cody on his fucking mustache. Guys, if you're tuning in, skip the first five minutes of this podcast. <laughs>
2: As Paige hits puberty, skip,
0: skip the five first. <laughs> skip the <laughs> five. Oh, it's well,
2: going to be great. Listen to you talk all night.
0: This is what I got <laughs> this weekend. What up?
2: What's that? Oh, a champion for for what? Wow, you...
0: You
1: 3D is that the team. dubs? Good for you. <laughs> is that it for the dubs?
0: It was dubs, it was a three disc challenge, so you only could bring three discs. Which brings oh. me to the first question tonight uh, you get a three disc challenge, course is kind of wooded with a little bit of power shots. What three discs uh-huh. are you bringing? What's the well, longest for... hole? Longest hole is, I mean, par four is like 560 wooded technical. Okay. Um, well, first okay. I'd
2: follow in Paige's footsteps and I would bring in a 1,000-rated player with me as my partner. Um, <laughs> to carry you all the time. You know,
0: the best I'll, disc is the best disc yeah. golfer you can find.
2: Also, if you're listening, shout out Dallas, 1,000-rated round. That's awesome. Or 1,000-rated player. Sweet, sweet. Um, I think I would bring uh, a Glow votum. Uh... Pathfinder, and
0: don't bring your putter because you don't br- you don't putt. So you should bring a different disc. I,
2: I know. I'm just gonna throw up to the pin. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Your tactic, uh, and then probably an animus.
0: I would say tactic over that because you can putt with your tactic because you have putted with your tactic, and then you have upshots because you're that's gonna be true. scrambling through the woods.
2: Okay, okay, okay. Tactic, hard tactic, old school hard Ew, tactic.
1: Oh gosh, that's terrible. Yeah.
2: Hold a hard tactic. I'll pull out the Pathfinder and then a Glow Votum. Yeah. Okay. Do that. Cody,
1: what are your three discs? I would probably go River, Glow Reactor, Softburg. The only thing is so, is there wind? Because if we're playing Woods, I'm oh, there was like,
0: wind. There was heavy wind this weekend. Okay.
1: Then I would probably go if, the, if there's wind, it would probably be Glow Votum or. T- Glow T-Bird 3. That one, like that's what I would switch up for the river.
0: I do like that TSA is making a splash on all of our lists because I went P2s. I went uh, Nebula Aura Construct. With that's mold. the one. That's, that's the good one. That's last, I think the, the Construct one. is becoming one of the best molds, even outside of TSA fans. Um,
1: yep.
0: The fact that you have, you know, uh, FD3. You have a Thunderbird and you have a CD2 all in the same mold with different plastics is absolutely huge. Uh If you pull open up to other plastics too, because Aura, you have like a Roadrunner, Sidewinder-style mm-hmm. disc. The yeah. construct to me, like, I understand it might be inconsistent, but they're inconsistent within the plastics. So all of the Nebula, Aura are beefy. Um, and then the other one I brought was actually a Realm. Um, I tried oh, the Realm. Voss, the Voss round one, but the wind picked up. Um, so then the boss was just a terrible choice so i switched out to the realm which i've been really loving um how did you like the boss it's i've been trying it out because i want to like it it's controllable it's like but it's really flippy and so i had a couple calm days when i was throwing it so i was really liking it on calm days where you can just like oh at 70 percent power hyzer flip drift stretch it out but the moment any wind or any power slash torque touched it, um, it was too unreliable of a disc. So it's probably not going to make the bag and it's probably getting shipped to Cody. Um, but with that, like, I mean, I think it's a good disc, especially if you have a little bit slower arm speed. Um, the first runs are more overstable than the like colored runs.
1: Um, What's he laughing about now?
2: Dale. Thought I smelt Americans Live on YouTube. Smelt. <laughs> smell
0: Americans Live on YouTube.
1: Hey, now, I, I forgot. I have been trying out a disc lately that I would replace. You ever thrown a pipeline page? You like this one? It's green and purple. This uh, thing is. Dude, I this have thing the is. Pipeline. They're flippy. They're too flippy. No. So here's the thing. It's like a. How are you going tell like me a, no? Like, I haven't thrown it. No, they're about, not too flippy, Paige. I, I I'm just saying. I'm. It's like a Thunderbird that's beat in a little bit. So that's what I'm saying. If we're playing Woods Golf, my it's like a – I'm just saying. I've liked it a lot. I've gotten some pretty good uh, pretty good distance out of it. It's like a river. It's not Ooh. a river. Yeah, it is. No, it's a little bit more stable. It's like a bear.
2: Smelt, smelled, tomato, tomato. Yes, yeah, right? smelt. Same are time. we
1: making metal, melting Your it down? Tato, smelting, smelted.
2: <laughs> but there is a good question here. Let's see uh... –
1: can we one one? If
2: you if you had to put with a driver
0: Construct. What At driver? What construct is this gonna be everything?
2: <laughs> no. I mean, okay, so I'm gonna include fairway drivers into this, because that's a driver. Uh, I would do a D line FD all day long.
0: It has to be. Mm. I would do hmm probably a
2: river. lightning mcqueen lightning mcqueen
1: what yeah, he's, he's, he's a, driver. a driver he's using a plan words dad joke but unch. Sh- give it to him
0: oh, give sh- it to him
1: <laughs> <laughs> i know what he's doing
0: this is why you below me cody you get me
1: you prop me up oh i'm below you you gotta be you gotta be very careful how you enunciate that word this is how you, you blow, blow me, me. whoa <laughs>
0: It's a kid show, you? man. What about you, Cody? Contracts obviously mine for driver.
1: Uh, I said river or stag to, put- to putt with. Yeah, because they're they're slower speed. They go fl- They go straight. So comfortable rim. See, I wouldn't even like. I wouldn't putt per se with it.
2: I would just like scuba it in with the D line FD. Josh is just forehanded, just just <sighs> full speed. Yeah, ten feet away. Full
1: Send. I'm I'm here for it. So
0: I could
2: be three feet away and still miss it.
0: Let's do this. You got to play one course. You have to shoot nine fifty with one disc. Um, let's say the course par is nine sixty. Um What one disc are you using? Par is nine and sixty. One like disc, nine sixty rated. Yeah. So you have to shoot maybe par at best, maybe one over at nine fifty. Pathfinder. Pathfinder. You're gonna uh-huh. be putting and throwing with that. What about you, Cody? Uh-huh.
1: Stego, Stego, Stego. Was, <laughs> so at
0: this tournament, at this tournament, one of the guys' three discs was a Stego, and he was throwing it everywhere. It was wild to see. Probably, he went, he went animal,
1: Stego, and Destroyer was his three discs. Did Insanity he have bodies? Did he have bodies hanging in his car? Because he sounds like a that dude sounds unhinged. Probably... Insanity.
2: That's a flippy disc, right? It's like a flippy driver.
1: It?
0: Yeah. yeah it's yeah. kind of like the city too but they also a, they, they it have depends like glow, the plastic beefy,
1: like a fd3 the glow is almost like a firebird it's flat it's the halloween stamp it's dead flat and is like a beat in firebird
2: yeah
1: okay I, one disc i'd probably use my glow hex okay because a... I can good distance, and I mean, look at that stamp, dude. Rare. rare I think baby.
0: mid-range probably is, like, the best choice for, like, the one disc challenge. <laughs> I would agree. I'd probably go Pathfinder as well. Though I keep losing mine. I keep getting them seasoned, and I just had this, this glow one from the Eric Oakley run that I was loving, and then I lost it. I don't, I don't know where I left it. I didn't lose it on the fairway. I, I lost it somewhere, like I forgot it.
2: <laughs> That's the worst when you lose it that way.
0: No, what is the worst is when you start to clean up your collection, and then you can't find a disc for shit. And oh my gosh, that, that is out. so
1: infuriating. I'm like yeah. looking through all my stuff. I'm like, I know I had it. Where's it at? Where's it at? I'm looking Wait. at my cars, looking everywhere.
0: So you know the worst thing that happened. I had this tomb that was Hulk died. Um, and there was this kind of long journey for it to come back to me. But Kyle Kristofferson came from Czech to Oregon. And I had promised him it, that I was going to hold on to it for him. And with me cleaning up my or, my my collection, I can't find it for the life of me. So he came, we played around, and I just felt like the biggest asshole because I'm like, I swear it's somewhere, I just don't know where the fuck it is. Like I'm looking in every box, everything, and I still haven't found it.
2: It's a horrible right. feeling too because you know it's somewhere in your house or yeah. area. You'll find it. You'll yeah.
1: find it soon. I mean, it's been it's and been then you have months to months mail months. it to the Czech Republic.
2: See, so, that's why I stopped trying to organize. It's more of an adventure, you know. Then I find this like, oh, I forgot about that one.
1: I like how there Josh is... is just crazy. He's like, I just like putting disc wherever. Ah. Yeah,
2: there's no rhyme and reason to this wall.
1: So, Josh,
0: we do have a good question. You want to scroll up to the Oregon question? Yeah. Uh, no, nobody see. cares about Oregon. Oh, obviously, Facebook oh. user does. You know? Okay, Facebook Oregon user, question. what do you oh, care about go. Oregon for? It's really just Josh. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it's just Josh Tyven. Gotcha.
0: If you had to pick a course in Oregon that isn't on the Pro Tour for pros to play on, what course would that be? This is easy for me because I've actually done this and recommended it to everybody that's traveled to Portland and asked me, hey, I don't want to go to Milo. I don't want to go to Pier Park. Um, and I include Pier Park on that pro level because all the pros come in and they go to Pier Park because it's that level, of course. Um, I recommend Buxton. Um, Buxton Woods oh, is an absolute beautiful gem of a course um mm-hmm. buxton is you have elevation you have some of the beautiful trees that create oregon um and if you catch it just right because it's so elevated when the fog rolls in on the hills it's breathtaking <laughs> if you get there with snow it's amazing it's a private course but you're, everyone's welcome to go there and they have a pro shop you want to guys you know what i bought for 15 a piece this weekend what? i bought an md1 And I bought an MD3 for 15 bucks at the shack. That was literally this weekend. That's where that tournament was. So I'm queued up already. So
1: when you see them for sale on the Dismania page, $37 each. (laughs) Flipping.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, like my, my first go-to would have been Buxton, but since Paige already said it, um, it's It's hard hard,
0: though. Like I'm representing Portland area. Recommend down South.
2: Yeah. But also like, I'm also thinking, of logistic wise, like Buxton would never work for a pro tour, just because of parking. No, I don't. Yeah. That's
0: not a pro tour course. Like I don't think it's that pro tour level of course.
2: Well, it says isn't on the pro tour. Oh, yeah. just, just a play on. Just a play on. I got you. I got you. Um, I mean, uh, I would probably say Whistler's Bend.
0: Really over serene. Sir so, uh. Cause I, love Whistler's, Cause I love Whistler's Bend and I think Whistler's Bend is a gem of Oregon. Don't get me wrong. But if I was to send somebody out there and they go, can you navigate blindly for one? And then mm-hmm. that Hill, are you going to have as much fun up that Hill, down that Hill, up that Hill, down that hill? great shots, scenic shots. Or are you going to have the amazing time at Serene? Cause I'm all, I'm, I'm taking the person like when they come here, um, whistler's bend is you're here for a week in southern oregon spend three or four days camping out there and you're gonna have the best time now i have Mm -hmm. one course to send you to i don't think i'd send people to whistler's bend because of some of that stuff that's me yeah Um, no i i see that point i mean like
2: like i feel like if you're looking for just an awesome round at disc golf then serene's gonna be what it is down here like hands down i feel like Whistler's Bend also brings in the challenging aspect of playing 27 holes and that mountain. So it, because I I personally feel like if you're on a pro tour, you know, you're pretty damn good at what you're doing. And so going to Whistler's Bend and saying, I'm going to play all 27 with that jaunt you have to do and how many miles you have to walk and and elevation change. Like, it's a challenge. And I think everyone should do it, including the people on the pro tour.
0: And And I'm just so, I'm just talking like purely... I drive to down south when I go to De la Viego, when I go to Santa Cruz and I always stop in Southern Oregon for a course because it's kind of like that oh I'm four hours into the car, let me stretch my legs get around in before the daylight and then I'll make the final push. And I always go over to Tom Pierce over Whistler's Bend for one um, or there's the one in Weed California that um, you know University of OB it's a great course but um, when I have done the Whistler's Bend stop on that on that trip down there, I get out, and I do 18, and I skip the hill. Um, And I think people are going to see that hill. It looks beautiful. But the moment you realize you have to hike up the hill like this twice, I just think people are going to get up there and just be absolutely miserable.
2: Yeah. You know, and rereading the question, I think hands down, it'd be serene. Yeah, Camp Serene is one of those ones. It's, It's off the beaten path. And it's, it's the gem of this area. Like, Dexter's a lot of fun, but uh, Serene, there's just some magical vibes out there. Magical No, vibe. and
0: I will say, too, like, think about the drive, too, right? These are people visiting. You drive to Serene. You get in Junction City. You're getting these trees. Yeah, and It's kind of nice true. commute. You drive yeah. to Whistler Bend. You look like Cody.
1: <laughs> and then you have the course. <laughs> <laughs> Are you finally done? <laughs> well, we're Goodness. waiting for your answer,
0: Cody, what's your answer of Oregon course? On
1: no one cares about Oregon. That's what I would say. You know, people tune in course.
0: for our nuanced answers. That's why they're Let's listening, do. Cody. It
1: sounded like a John Denver song when the fog's on the mountain and you're playing in the trees. So like, ah, what was happening right there? <laughs> you All right, fine. All <laughs> yeah, right. I'll see All you right what, at okay. Uh, where,
2: where's the best course you play at? In where? Is it Florida? Tennessee, where For, you live?
1: A, Florida is America's <laughs> wing. I do not live there, okay? And Cody is Jammer's I live in, wing. I live Maryland. in, I live in We're the balls. Maryland. You're the yeah. wing. <laughs> now, you guys would Short be like the, right below us. the shoulders, maybe. I would be like the, lo- the above the loins, you know, where the hernias well, happen. You're
0: below the loins. That's the
1: no, thing. dude, I'm above um, Florida. <laughs> do you not
0: know well, geography? I'm talking about you in this triangle where the two balls – you're the shriveled. <laughs> Weren't the balls be of- the
1: shriveled part? What is happening
0: here?
2: This is taking um, a, a side a side step.
1: So probably the best course I've played recently would be Cadoris State Park Cadour- in Pennsylvania. Cadoris. You guys are talking about Whistler's Bend Cadours? and Peter Pan and Shampooey—all just made-up <laughs> names. You just
0: make up sounds. Cadoris. <laughs> Cadoris. <laughs> <I'm spinning>. <laughs>
1: You gotta, it's like very guttural, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it's a old lyrical award for disc golf. You you play at a place called shampooey, that's what I use in the shower. I'm shampooing my hair, and that's a course you've talked about many times. What do you do
0: times. on the toilet? You go shampoo, <laughs>
2: it's like <laughs> I'm hosting with children tonight, it's Josh. Awesome. What does that mean? <laughs> Which, what, what is what, what does what mean?
1: Sham- shampooing on the toilet, what does that mean?
2: You know, I'm not gonna get in his head.
1: I have. We're moving on. A, we're moving on. I've, we're moving I've on. I played in we're... a couple places. Yeah, we've lost it. Nah, um, yeah, we're done.
2: Uh, so, what are your disc golf shoes?
1: What do you prefer to play? Yeah, Paige, what are and... your disc golf shoes?
0: I go do, you I go do you switch up?
2: Do you switch up for different styles of courses? Yes. Yeah, I personally, good. I personally don't. I use the same two shoes i mean it depends i guess i'm glad you have
1: two shoes and not just one josh is just <laughs> out there hobbling yeah well i can't you
2: can disc golf in one shoe you only need one just you to, to foot. i mean not in casual play
0: no but you do not really play disc golf <laughs>
1: is that really a rule you have to wear two shoes you have,
0: you have to you have to wear shoes you can't be barefoot so ben Askren is illegal when he plays
1: Mm, wow. I feel like Chandler Kramer would probably play barefoot. <laughs> Which
0: uh, I wonder where he's going. He's not a lone star anymore.
2: Mm?
1: That's where it's going,
2: going back to that shoe shoe question. I'm I'll a Vivo we'll, man. We'll get, we'll get past I, I it. went
1: to, I went to Vivos. Um before that I was using Adidas T Rex or Terex or whatever. T Rex, I, yeah. like <laughs> I like T-Rex. I like T Rex. I like to say T Rex because it's got that double E sound, like the T-Rex. Um, so I will
0: say I'm another Another person like you, I went from Terex to, to Vivos. Um, I really actually enjoy them, um, surprisingly. But to answer the question, I do switch it up. So uh, when I go to turf, I really like bald shoes. I don't like grippy shoes. Um, it helps me. So I'm a little bit heavy of a plant. So when I have grip, it really fucks up my ankle and my knee. So oh, yeah. I try to get like really bald shoes so that when I plant, I can actually rotate on the turf because they're too grippy.
1: Pages okay, so. out there in bowling shoes. Just so you mean like, like ball,
0: ball golf courses? Yeah, ball golf courses. Yeah. are oh, like, man. you know, if I know they have turf, like Alton Baker. Uh, or sorry, the Oregon Disc Golf Course at Alton oh, Baker. Oh my gosh,
1: I cannot <laughs> listen to Oregon
0: Disc Golf anymore. No, they have turf team passes, <laughs> is all I'm saying. Um, so when I know when I know there's well, turf. Not on all of them. Do they? No, no, they don't. It was just in a fucking example. I don't know what they've done. I haven't played it for two years. When they yeah, but so you don't talk ago, shit about a course. You don't know about. I'm not talking <laughs> shit. I was using it as a fucking example.
1: What is happening tonight? It is just off the rails.
0: Where does Dom with your bullshit? Delphi mean, up north. What did I do? <laughs> you fell asleep. So, you fell asleep but also, too many times. I do. I do. I'll have two shoes on rotation during the season, or not the season, but the longevity of the life of those shoes. I rotate them every day. So that the wear is equal. Um, then I have, a, you know, old season shoes that are bald that I rotate in there. But Vivo are kind of them for me right now. Which kind of sucks because they don't offer, like, Vivo are great shoes, but they don't offer ankle support. So for the first time this year, I had to put an ankle brace on while hmm. wearing Vivos. Really? Yeah. It was my first time this year. And I've, I've had bad ankles over the last two years. So with Vivos, I had to. So I'm going to go look for the high top ones and see if that offers a little bit more support. Okay. There you go. Yeah, they have yeah, like
1: I, that like they're they have that like collar up top, but it's not very structurally. It's, a, it's like a
0: soft brace, right? Like oh yeah, it's, it's like a
1: sock almost. It's yeah. it's nice, but for like comfort and offers same support, time, yeah. but
0: it's mostly like when you're playing like every day or multiple rounds a day, like then all of a sudden like I can do one round in it, the second round's a little bit harder on my feet. Um but yeah, so what about yeah. you, Josh?
2: Uh I use <sighs> I mainly use the uh, Adidas T Rexes. That's right. Like, those are like my main my main ones. I I tried out the what's that what's that disc golf shoe brand audio is it audio adios adios yeah Odd, Adio. yeah the Nate that Nate Sexton did yeah it so I got like the Nate Sexton ones. I mean they were they were a comfortable shoe. I think the tongue uh, needed some work on them, but uh, they just wore down faster then I I got the very first runs, though, like the Nate Saxton ones. And the, at least that model, they wore down pretty quickly for me. Um, so I went back to the Adidas because they just, I don't know, they just work well. They're, the waterproof Gore-Tex, is, it stands up to this Oregon weather. And uh, the grip is awesome in our wooded courses.
0: That's where I will say, like these Vivos that I'm wearing, their waterproofing is ridiculous. Like I'm talking about, I've been playing in like a flood of rain. Um, you're stepping in puddles and my shoes are completely my socks are completely dry. They're absolutely next level for waterproofing. Yeah, that's what um, sold me. I will say though, the last thing on the shoe comment the the Adidas Terex are probably the most the best shoe for the bay, like for the buck. Cause you can go for a half off at like Adidas, get the deals. Like everyone has a hookup at Adidas, it seems like. And so you're buying fifty dollar shoes, you know, seventy five dollar shoes. Bucks. 72 yeah. bucks and you can't you can't beat them for the price for what they are yeah um but you're gonna go through if you're playing five to six times a week like i was i went through terrorics about every three to five months i would go through a pair uh-huh
1: so that's if you're kinda, playing five to six times a week you'd go through concrete shoes man that's i mean yeah. you're gonna burn through anything and so
0: um i do i don't want to neglect one question up above um it says, Boy from Prairie asks, Paige, how windy was doubles wind discs discuss? So, I'll briefly, because I don't want to talk too much about the doubles, right? I mean, I got the trophy. That's cool.
2: I mean, um, Dallas got the trophy and you were there. No, I carried too. Dallas
0: first round. Ask him. Bullshit. That kid was not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe that at all. The um, thousand
1: rated kid or Paige who can't talk. Okay. What do you <laughs> rated,
0: Paige? 958.
1: Uh-oh. That's it?
0: Oh, I'm That's... stuck. I'm at a brick wall right now for the last six months, and I'm very pissed. We're talking about wind. We're not talking about pages <laughs> fucking hurdles. I don't,
1: I don't think you're rated that much higher than me, man. That's impressive. <laughs> what were you, 860? <laughs> mm, I don't know. I never checked. So, All right, no, go. Wind. Wind. Um, wind. Let's hear
0: it. Uh, there was like 20 mile per hour wind on some of the holes, um, but it was really like that kind of like 5 to 10 sustained. But there's a few holes at Buxton where the wind just gets pushed. Um and so those holes were a little bit harder, but I think the better conversation is wind discs. What have you guys noticed about wind discs um for your bag and like going from no wind for a long period of time and then
1: wind? Well, I don't understand the question. So like what do we use for a disc to fight wind?
0: Yeah, like so you put a disc in your bag, this is your wind fighter. Uh-huh. What what constitutes it making that bag or I'm gonna put this on, you know, my my travel bag and when it's windy, I'll put it in that kind of transfer. So yeah. it's like, you know, it's always good to have something in your bag in case the wind picks up, then you have it, but that doesn't mean you're always putting wind discs in your bag. And then adversely, how did you identify those?
2: Uh I mean for like over stability is a big part for me when I'm picking out a wind disc. I need something I need something a little bit beefier than all the other discs I have. Um I'm usually going for something kind of like the, like a more overstable Firebird. I've used the, the Ape Animus a lot for that slot. Um, cause that one's, that one's pretty overstable for me. Um, I mean, now that that's, that like that newer construct, that probably do win pretty well. I mean, overstability is the biggest part. Um, which I always carry overstability, overstable discs anyways. Um, so oh, see, I, I like always I- have,
0: like, I will Go say, ahead. like, because you went there and a comment went there, everyone, when they hear wind, they automatically think headwind. I think, personally, if it's underneath 20 miles per hour, headwind's the easiest to navigate.
1: Uh-huh. Um, I, tail- I like headwind more than tailwind. Oh,
0: that's that's what I mean. It's easier to navigate. You know what to expect. Uh, and it's easy to counter. Tailwind, I feel like, it's a lot harder to make that adjustment for. And I, know, I think it's the most neglected conversation piece in uh-huh. regards to tailwind is what it does um yeah because or crosswind 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 sucks. is fucking oh crosswind's gonna crosswind's the worst it's gonna it's gonna beat you down right like when it had to read some of those things so like I, I i like that you went straight to headwind because i think that's a lot of people when they hear wind it's oh what is my overstable wind wind disc fighter um and that's important i power down personally i don't go more overstable i go to what i know which is fd3s so i'll have my overstable fd3 and i know how to uh i know what it's going to do because when I found out, the worst thing for me is, oh, I've never thrown this disc into a headwind. I don't know what it's going to do. Put it on hyzer, and then it's like, oh, the wind didn't flip it, and now you're out of bounds. I'd rather take yeah, a disc yeah. that I know um, and trust it because I've thrown them, right? I've thrown discs where it's like, I hope this turns. Oh, it didn't turn. So now the wind turns it, and you got an amazing flight. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. The
2: mean,
1: nice
2: thing of... oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I'll, I'll go. Uh, for, so for tailwind, I'm, I am I almost always throw my Sphinx, the Halo Sphinx, in the Tailwind.
0: So you actually power down in your in the Tailwind? Yeah.
1: I, so the thing about overstable disc is I feel like regardless of the wind, they will always be more consistent. Where if you throw a flippy disc into Headwind, it's, you might flip over and roll. Where if I throw that overstable disc, whether it's Tailwind or not, headwind, tailwind, even crosswind, I know I'm always going to at least get some sort of fade. It's not going to turn over and burn on me. If I throw my Ursus or if I throw that Felon X, I'm never going to have to worry about it rolling. If I, if it turns over and rolls on me, I shouldn't be playing there. Because that means I'm probably playing in a tornado if that's it. Um, so that's why I've always liked, kind of like Josh, I usually carry some more overstable stuff just because I know what's going to happen. So... Um, For Tailwind, I would usually throw something like Flippy. I will say that, like my River or my Stag. If it's Headwind or Crosswind, usually I get that Felon X out because that, or the the Glow Vodum that you guys have been talking about, I started using that as almost like a slower Felon, where I, I feel like it's a lot more controllable over stability. It's nice and flat, so I can throw it on that forehand or backhand, and it's not going to turn over on me. Um, But, yeah, I'm kind of like Josh. If it's tailwind, I usually just throw something a little slower and a little flippier.
0: So I'm going to talk a little bit about the wind uh, Mm -hmm. for a second as a right-hand, backhand player, okay? So right-hand, you pull, and it's going to spin, right? It spins this way. So when you face headwind, what that kind of does is push that spin, which is tendency to make it a little bit more flippier because you're increasing the spin. I have some people with like 50 mile per hour arms that can hyzer flip destroyers because they put ridiculous spin on it. So headwind to me is picking up the speed or the spin on the disc. And this is flat, right? So it's picking up the spin which is going to give it the tendency to be flippier. Um, So overstable disc is going to fight that and come back. Now, uh, tailwind it's the opposite, right? So you throw that thing and the tailwind's coming over your shoulder and kind of slowing your spin down just a little bit, but because the wind is gonna carry it, you can get a little bit more push out of it, but that's why tailwind tends to act a little bit more stable. So this is a quick lesson guys, right? Crosswind, you throw it on that same hyzer and it's gonna beat this flight plate down, which is why like, you know, if it's a right to left crosswind, you wanna go forehand because it's gonna keep you straight and then dive. Um, left, right, same thing. And then you have all these things. And so for me, I try, it's it's a lot to kind of, to catch up on, but I try to keep those things in mind with what they're going to do with my disc and how they're going to interact. So when you step to, to hole, if your miss, is turning over a disc, um, especially into headwind, right? You might have a tendency to wanting to be more overstable, but it's going to fight it. And so sometimes I'd like to play into the wind, knowing what it's going to do and make those adjustments. So when you have those holes that need to finish right and you're going into headwind, I actually might grab my more, neutral driver because i know it's going to act stable and finish right and i can mm-hmm. trust that wind um and then of course you get your nose angles and that's all like your nose is down and your are normal if your nose is up that wind is going to hit your flight plate it's going to lift it's going to stall out you throw nose up the tailwind it's going to do that same thing and it's always going to push in the flight and it's always going to do um that's my quick little wind wind lesson um you figure i had to throw in that please let me know it if helps me I. It helps me a lot when I do those things, but sometimes it's that same thing with putting, right? A little bit of nose up, it's going to lift into a headwind. A little bit nose down, you can get that push actually on the backside with the tailwind, which is going to push it to the basket, and you get a little bit Mm -hmm. more power into it. Um, Same thing with crosswind, you get your flight plate exposed, it's going to push you to the basket if you leave it out a little bit wider. Um, Sorry if I'm talking a little fast, guys. Um, I'm just trying to trying to answer the question best I best I can, but um, yeah, I. I try to think about those ways over the discs because if it that's this is all under twenty miles per hour. If you jump over twenty miles per hour, then I tell tail, tailwind is actually preferred over headwind for me because headwind is just gonna beat your most overstable disc that you're like I've never once even into twenty mile per hour under headwind discs. It's not gonna like do anything, and then all of a sudden it's a roller. Um, and I've done yeah. that before where it's like oh this is thirty miles per hour. You're like oh I've never done this. You throw it with hyzer, it just Boom, and you're just all out of place so that's where things completely changed for me and the the best thing that you can do is power down and play for par in those windier conditions at least that's what i found um but yeah
2: that's that's a mean that's a long-winded but good explanation for sure i liked it uh and also like a friendly reminder to anyone commenting on the facebook pages we go live in a few of them uh, it doesn't tell you say your name. It just says Facebook user. Uh, so if anyone who's chatting in, if you just want to put in your first name and then your comment. Then yeah, we got been, happy holidays, kind of...
0: Omar. Hope all is well, yeah. brother. See, that's a name. I mean, so be like, what's up, Omar? Is <laughs> his name Omar Hope?
2: Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, YouTube. It just tells you. And YouTube had a great question too. Ha <laughs> ha. Page. no, but the yes. yes, it is. is. Yes, no, no, yes, no. 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 no, but the burger is no, burger in not general.
1: Two to I, one, burger is good. That. No, the burger is good. The burger is good. Yeah, burger is a oh, great disc. two to one. You're wrong. Elaborate. Yeah, burger is an excellent disc. um I mean, I know a lot um, of it is like, you can backhand it, you can forehand it. Touch shots, touch shots so you, are great for it. So, all and shots
0: exist for a disc. Okay, you, you can backhand, forehand, throw any disc out there. That doesn't necessarily mean all those discs are good. Okay,
2: okay, here we go. Here we go. So, Josh you can first, use then putter, man, I'm coming in. You can, you, you can use the putter to do similar shots as the Berg uh, to, for those fine finesse shots up to the basket. Uh, forehand, fine backhand.
0: doesn't exist for Berg.
2: Well, your finesse doesn't exist, period.
0: Oh, yeah, it's it just doesn't, not a yeah, page suck. thing.
2: Page is I, not finesse. I, I, I'm
0: not debating that.
2: You are a throwing.
0: It's not, is Paige good? Does Paige have touch? Is Paige a finesse player? That's not the question. We all know the that answer. That's why nobody asks it. Well, let me answer the fucking question. We're talking about Berg. Okay. We Berg. are here talking about the Berg. Okay. Berg.
1: People out there know this.
0: We here talking
1: about the Berg. So and there's this is new you have no voice. You scream.
2: Backhand turnover, like flex into flat. Like that shot's the way the this bird is not a does it.
0: Angle, by the look, way. look! 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 This is not well, a backhand turnover. It's
2: reversed. He's like Ricky Bobby. It's a mirror, He's like... It's a mirrored image. So the backhand turnover will land so soft, and it's the flight of it. You can't so mimic soft. a bird flight. You just can't. Yeah, I haven't can. seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet.
1: I Show me. What would you throw? In, so, Paige, what would you throw in a bird slot then? Bird X construct oh. so a berg x exist- okay He's an josh asshole. i agree with you the berg is a great disc because same thing if i did a one disc round that was probably my local courses which is only one long hole i would definitely choose this if because i can get this out 200 some feet full pump but at the same time it is reliable in I, if I forehand it, I can get it to go straight, reliable fade. Same thing with backhand. I can use a touch shot. I can putt with it. It's just a great all-around disc. What do you not like about it, Page? So, so I talk. Purely, what's your defense? So,
0: I'm focusing on let's say sub 950 players, the people that are primarily throwing the berg. My sense has always been the same with the berg.
1: What are you it rated? Is, huh? What are you rated? Oh, I like the cutoff is eight points higher. No, it's you not <laughs> I'm not even talking about for me. Would I would I succeed
0: with the berg? Absolutely. And the reason I didn't bag it isn't because it's not good enough good for me, it's because I need to learn touch. I need to learn because I can't always rely on a berg. And why not? Sponsorships for one. Um that's kind of the big thing. Two, I want to learn touch. I want to be good enough to throw any disc. 180 feet to there. I see, we talk about Dallas. He's a thousand rated player. Congratulations to him. He throws his whole bag at a basket. And from 150 in, he throws every single one of those disc up shots. And all of those have touch. That is something I think all players should do and learn. And I think the longer you depend on the Berg, the longer it's going to take you to develop that. Okay.
2: Okay. But to counter that, for the, for Get the casual for the casual players who go out when they can play disc golf they're like oh this shot the bird works really well to whoop my buddy's ass at this game and so they throw the bird if they're going to be a tournament player and you want to learn that touch sure but an all-around great disc is the bird for those and that's shots. my
0: perspective when i'm when oh. i have a platform like this you guys talk about the casual player all day. I'm talking about the tournament grinders and the tournament players and the tournament players that are trying to continue to, to hone their skills and get better. What's going to so be? So no in pro the
1: uses run? the berg.
0: I'm not saying no pro does. You got Luke Sampson. You got Castor Plas. I'm not saying they shouldn't. They've gone so good that they can make Oakley. that choice for themselves. Oakley does as well. Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, but I'm saying if you're trying to legitimately get better in this game. I don't think the berg is going to help you do that. I think it's going to offer a crutch that you're going to lean on, and then you're going Ooh. to ignore learning your 200-foot up shots because you can throw
1: a berg. But he, but you're saying, what? It, why couldn't a person with touch throw the berg with touch? I understand what you're saying. I'm, I that mean, it, can,
0: because if you have touch, go ahead, throw the berg. You've learned your touch. You you can make that choice for yourself. I'm saying, the majority of people that don't have touch, you shouldn't be touching a berg.
1: Couldn't you say that about most discs, though? If you do not have certain skill, do. why are you using that? So, so why is the construct a good disc? Unless
0: you can throw over 400 feet. But, yeah, to... but
1: if you gave Dallas one of these, could he do this 180 feet? He bags the Berg. He loves the Berg. I've had the
0: same conversation with Dallas.
1: And did he say he's you're also, wrong?
0: No, he's also a thousand rated player who I just used as an example that can throw all of his discs with touch. My point is, if you can do that, throw the Berg. It's a good disc for you.
2: So you're only allowed to throw a bird, is if you can throw. He's
0: gatekeeping birds on. Us. <laughs> I think. Oh, I think. Gosh. I think so he's just you scared. Open up of an skill, all bird round, then you can throw. He throw. He all... Dallas throws a gooey. Is the gooey a good disc?
1: Yes. No, that's the one with the weird like <laughs> texture, right? Yeah, it's the leather yeah. on the bottom. But it's but that's the thing about this sport: is it good for you? Is it good for them? It's subjective. You could say yeah, that about everybody They asked
0: me a subjective question that I answered and through my perspective. And you're wrong. You're that's wrong. exactly what we're – Josh we're and I have subjected you. There's no right you or wrong. wrong. We're you providing know. information. And it's up to our you know, viewers to make their own decision.
1: All right. So for all the users out there, if you're over 950, throw the berg. And it's no, okay. If, if, if you you're, you're touch, under 950, if you're it doesn't matter. We all suck.
0: If you're 880 and you have touch and that's the only thing you have and you chose choose to throw a berg, throw the fucking berg. I support but it, that, but if you're eight eighty you? with no touch, don't throw the fucking berg. Learn touch.
1: But you could learn yeah. touch with a berg. I don't think you, you could can. learn touch with a adillo. I think it's a, a crutch. Polecat.
2: A crutch. And I think I'm a gonna crutch. go out and I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna rip the steering wheel out of my car and I'm gonna use a wrench because I've gotten so good at driving, I don't need it anymore. It, and that be a your touch. Brakes, you I don't need it. I don't need you're brakes, I'm just gonna to drive downshift. Cool. <laughs> Who needs technology and improvements in anything? I'm gonna go throw only DXT birds because all these new (laughs) plastic is a crutch. I hate it.
0: That's that's the argument. That's the argument. That's my argument. I think it's not for everybody. Uh, If a disc is so, if if a
2: disc is so good that it helps out the majority of players that throw it, then you should. I don't
0: think it helps. out. that's my point. I don't think it's helping. I bet you, you it might help you get a lower
1: lower score. That doesn't is mean helping of you. Golf? Disc golf? To get a lower score? Yeah,
0: lower score initially, but in the long run, it's not going to get you that. But that's all It might
1: because if you're good enough, you could probably still be good enough. It might.
0: Oh, we're just going to do a bunch of mites and it, semantics. It,
1: it like, might. We, we can get there.
0: Well, also, like, hey, not bagging a bird, you might get 250. You might. You might not. You might. You, exactly. Yeah. We're all in there. We're getting nothing
1: start smashing things you know what i'm thankful i'm thankful you might be 1060 (laughs) i like that josh is trying to be nice i'm thankful and tage and i are just screaming ah you're an idiot
2: i'm just thankful that i have you too you you bring me great laughter mother you bring me (laughs) (laughs)
1: there's a reason why the berg
0: is the disc of disc golf circle jerk on reddit i'm just saying there's there's a reason why
1: i'm not gonna bring Reddit into anything i'm not gonna take anything reddit says what do they say just put it (laughs) in your berg pocket there you go (laughs) <laughs> is that like a touch? is this my new bird pocket mm.
2: just Spitting birds the... mm.
1: well that user
0: touched on a sore spot you got yeah, your bird the... users down no. below
2: it was tai e and he knew what he was doing he oh, oh, all <laughs> e.
1: he, he's like i'm gonna throw this grenade in the room and run he's yeah. probably not even listening he's like here watch this he just he, he <laughs> threw his grenade he knows
0: there's division he knows his division.
1: Congratulations on 960, Ty. That's huge. Good step forward yeah. for you. He's allowed to throw a bird. He's over 950. Good for you, Tai.
0: Oh, he has touch. Ty is probably one of the best long-distance putters I've seen. He stands still from 70 feet, just lasers. He's also the mm. guy that just will throw a disc into a like wire fence for practice. He's an animal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> into a wire fence? Like a chain link fence like in a basketball yeah. or a baseball?
0: Yeah, exactly. Diamond? Because he doesn't have a net. So he'll go to the park and he'll just throw it to the
1: fence. It like pre-seasons a disc for you. Yeah. It's, it's not bad. Oh, Tyree still is here. He's like, dang, I appreciate it. It's Tyree. Yeah. It's Ty-, Ty-, e. Ty Rizzle. Ty, I- <laughs> Ty. What's, it, what's yeah. the next one? I'm trying to read the rest of it. His Rila name. Toss. <laughs>
0: Relatis. That's his last name. Relatis.
1: Mm. And then it's Disc. Oh, see, I'm missing the C. Just diss. Also,
2: sh- shameless plug, <laughs> Ty can teach you the ways of disc golf. No, he form can't. Don't subscribe core. to that
0: back leg bullshit. No.
2: Ty can do it. Tyee, a, he's, a, he's a good coach. He can teach you the fundamentals. Is he still
1: throwing a... RPM? Well,
0: speaking of Tai, you want to queue up a video for us, Josh? Of not uh, Tai.
1: It's someone else.
2: It's of not Tai. Yeah.
1: Okay. Speaking of Ty. about work show I've video. done
0: with Tye.
2: Uh, is it that video you had me load up?
1: Yep. Yes, it with is. With the midget woman?
2: Okay, that's it. Oh, bro.
1: We got a video for you guys. Thank oh, you. I can't
2: with you sometimes.
1: Do I got to take
0: a nap uh, again?
2: I think you're in timeout, bro. you
0: in timeout. got to All the main sports are dominated, unfortunately, uh, by you know a lot of non-natives. Our natives find their places in there, don't get me wrong, but some of these alternative sports are really important for that because they're starting to grow. I think disc golf is a good way, um, especially for me. There's a huge growing native community um, that is doing disc golf. I know native, uh, especially with what we did with Warren Springs, they have the land, they have the space, they have the ability to build some of these courses, um, to start to kind of make a difference and so i know wanting to do that i was working at the health board when we had this idea um about you know alternative activities alternative movement and we did an entire suicide prevention camp around that it was a week-long thing disc golf was one of those days we introduced um, some traditional games um, along those workshops as well skateboarding is another great alternative movement snowboarding um, is another one there's this all of these non-mainstream sports um But when you're disconnected on the reservation, all you see is mainstream, right? That's all that's gonna be on television. Um, When you go to the community center, everyone wants to play basketball. I know I wanted to build something like that. And so we started, um, I flagged a buddy because when it comes to prevention and you're doing some of these clinics, I always like to keep the idea of transferable skills and what that looks like and so disc golf has a lot of transferable stills when i first implemented this this is where the market was going crazy so i introduced the idea of collecting um as a concept right you don't need to play disc golf to collect there's a lot of collectors out there that probably don't play disc golf but they realize like oh we can have you know i can buy 20 discs i can sell them and make money and this is where I can kind of find my little niche. And there's a lot of communities that like support that and, they, and it's still going on to this day. So I introduced like the concept of, you know, collecting through this camp um, as, a, as a means of, you know, getting engaged. We brought in Jory Reed um, from Jory Fly Dyes to do a dye workshop. And dyeing is starting to pick up uh, like positive, like waves outside of disc golf. Um, you have people dyeing shoes, you have people dying like golf clubs and all of these different things are finding different ways to, uh, to put their imprint and their artistic skills to use and their median. And so being able to bring Jory in, he was able to showcase for disc golf, here's another thing that exists, not only where you can make money off of, but you could take some positivity from. And so we introduced that. And then finally in the afternoon, I did a disc golf workshop where we taught kids how to throw. Um, And I worked with my two sponsors at the time, or three sponsors at the time, sorry, uh, Birdie Disc Golf, Terminal Velocity, and Grow It. Um, They stepped up in a big way to get our youth some plastic. We didn't have a huge budget, um, just to be able to be like, oh, here's all of the discs you can keep. So Birdie hooked it up with some putters which are you know obviously great learning instruments you need a putter to putt with and they're good throwing putters. Um, Terminal Velocity came up with a, a mid range for us and then uh, Grow It helped fund uh, fairway drivers for them. So this is our first camp. And so we went into and we did the clinic and we're just doing a throwing and putting clinic and getting this, this exposure, but looking at some of these, like I said, transferable skills, some of these positive coping skills that exist Throwing a disc isn't for everybody, right? Neither is collecting or dying. So what did we do? We took the youth in-city to Pier Park, where it's the only uh, course that's in-city technically of Portland. And you go there, um, first you cross the St. John Bridge, which is absolutely beautiful. um, But you're in this urban setting and then you stop and it's still very much like a park. But after the first two holes, you step into the woods and it's a different scenery. You have ever-growing cedars and firs and just, you know, different pines and trees out there. And I remember taking the youth out there and we stopped. And I was like, all right, I know not everybody's having their time, you know, enjoying themselves, but let's stop here and let's look, right? What do you guys see? What do you hear? What do you feel? Look up. When's the last time you guys looked up and didn't see buildings? Um, and you see towering trees and you get a deeper sense of connection, uh, not only to your community, but to nature. Um, And you find different pockets within a very loud city to escape and get some of that silence. And this to me was the nature of why I wanted to do this clinic in this way, um, because it offers so much just to one youth. Um, So we left that camp and some of the youth followed up with me afterwards and they were Canadian playing disc golf and they were enjoying it in their community. Um, We did the workshop a year later and some of the youth came back to participate in the workshop. Um, the year later, Jory was unable to do it, so we didn't have the dying component, but tai, uh took off in the coaching world, and he had, there's not a lot of credentials in our field, but he obtained a credential in our field for coaching, um, and him being native from one of our local tribes, uh, Silettes, we were able to bring in representation around coaching. Um, And like I talked about earlier, representation is absolutely important because you want to see other natives being successful within this so that you have something to emulate, you have something towards, to working towards. um, You have something that you can see you doing. Um, And following that, I ended up becoming Oregon State champion for MA1. And so Terminal Velocity was able to do a custom run of discs for this clinic. Um, And doing that custom run of discs, had my Oregon State Champion stamp on it, and we did a fundraising run, and then we did the uh, a run for two camps for this year to which we gave them all out and had that little bit of level of representation as well. Oh. So, I just wanted to show our little unveiling. Gotta, I gotta get on co- uh, in for a little bit after this. Um, that credit was supposed to be on the other video and he didn't do that. So he left me high and dry at the nine tribes today. Damn it, Colin. Um, <laughs> I was wondering what he did, but anyways, so I just wanted to highlight as we're coming to the top of the hour, um, Josh being at grow it. Um, obviously I can't think my sponsors enough, but some of the work that we've done over the last three years, we actually helped to put that course in to the ground or then Warren Springs um, just serving some of the native American communities close to my heart. And, Uh, we had a position to where we were able to bring Colin out and he filmed some of those things and put together some of that video. So I got really excited and wanted to kind of premiere that here. I don't know if we're going to make it public accessible quite yet, but I wanted to kind of take a little bit of time on Jammers to showcase some of that because it is, because I hate hearing myself talk. So I don't know why you guys tune in on a weekly basis, but I do appreciate it. But I think every year I've talked about it briefly. Like I'll do a post. I'll mention to a few people the things that I'm doing. But I play it pretty close to to the chest. I try not to be overtly sharing a lot of these things. So this is my first attempt at kind of capturing some of those thoughts and getting them out here onto everybody um, because it is it is important to me, right? The more important it is, the more worrisome I get about losing like that. But Ty, uh came in one year and did it um, with me. Jory did one year, Colin did this year. So we're at three camps so far and looking at building on some of those things, I think. Uh, it's something I get really excited about in 2024. And I know it has been huge support in that. Terminal Velocity and uh Birdie Disc Golf hasn't missed them. TSA stepped up in a huge way this year, as well as surprisingly Gateway, because I'm I'm not sponsored by Gateway, but Colin is. And so Colin let him know what he was doing. And Gateway just sent a giant box of discs wow. um to hand out. And that caught me off guard and it was a nice pleasant surprise. But I see some of the things that like Paul McBeth and Ricky Waisaki are doing. I know I'm not that big, but it's something that uh when i was like oh yeah why third world countries when we have all of these tribal reservations here in the united states that we can start to tap into so i have that i actually have 18 baskets on the way to me uh to try to do some more of these like kind of traveling clinics um to where it's like oh you don't have a course cool i'll bring six baskets out or 18 baskets out i'll set up a course and we'll play and we'll go to your to your community and we'll we'll have some fun um so that's someone something that we put together that I just wanted to share. Ty, Ty reminded me with him talking shit on this channel. So um, I was like, this is the perfect time, right? Let's completely derail from from circle jerking and just get so focused on the good. Awesome. Like it's,
2: that was a cool video, man. And like like with, with Grow It, it's it's real, it's easy to raise money um, when there's so many people who want to help out. Because it's like you're saying, it's not about, there's a lot of bigger companies that can raise money for the third world countries and places that are harder to get disc golf. But there's also a lot of things right in your backyard that you can be helping out. And that's kind of like where, what grow it came in is to help out locally and inter- like internationally or not internationally but like nationally and kind of outskirts of it. Um, because if, if more people did that, it would just make this scene so much better. Just to see like you know funding uh schools to have discs funding baskets for schools there's so much you can do um just in your local area or you know a few states over several states over um get together with people like you know Paige reached out to me talking about this this clinic you want to do and it's such an awesome idea and and i know that Paige would represent it very well It so like an easy easy thing for grow it to be like of course that's that's a great way to spend you know the money Um, we fundraise. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to 2024 and the more we can do grow it kind of, uh, do like a big fundraiser followed by, uh, smaller things throughout the year, more local things. And I'm I'm hoping for 2024 for it to, to get ramped back up to be more of a a national thing. I will say the first thing that's
0: coming though is, uh, I'm getting a custom order of Finley hats in that are of my logo that grow help design. And that's going to be 100% towards some of this effort. So I'm not gonna be profiting off any of those. And that's kind of my goal, right? Like I have a full-time job. I get pretty decently enough um, to where it's like, oh yeah, I kind of want to do these things to not profit just to kind of push back to some of these things. Cause like the difference of like when I realized when I started doing this, $500, $300, $1,000, however much you want to spend, but it's a lot cheaper than you think to do these things. You just gotta draw some of those connections. And I thought that was like easy because like, oh, $300, I can piss away on a disc, but I also could then use that to help my community. So I started kind of looking at some of those things. And so it's like, I know some of my collecting efforts have went to it, right? Like, I'm always about how do I give back? Like, I think when I ran my tournament last year, that was my goal. It wasn't to be like, how much money can I make? It's, oh, how can I make this tournament experience the best for these players? irregardless of how much i might be out of pocket for it and i was out of pocket quite a bit uh, more than i anticipated and so i'm going to make that adjustment next year obviously but all right, i guess i say that and here i am dropped ten thousand dollars in fucking baskets so <laughs> i also do that kind of shit right because i know yeah. i know it's better for the experience so it's like well here we go page you want a better experience be about it here's here's 18 new disc catchers for you which by the way they're uh, gonna be green wrapped so they're not released that until February so I'm gonna get one of the first wow. sketchers. Mr um,
2: fancy pants yeah so but see but you you invested in something that's gonna it's gonna go a long way it's gonna bring the ability to open up see invest different events the wrong
0: word because you get like when you invest in something there's a potential of it giving back things um I did not invest in them I just wasted money on baskets.
2: It's uh, not a waste because investment not always about money. It's no, not I just don't. about getting like money back. It's a, investing in high or like uh, in you know helping uh, a kid go out and play. It's investing in people. You it's know. investing
0: in my community. Yeah, it's investing yeah, in exactly. The, the community. Yeah. Oh, it's... cool. Things might get better for these kids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I care. <can't.
2: laughs> I feel like so, it's just been one long final thought.
0: Oh, it is. Um, but we also got a tip. So what we
2: got? Oh, what we got? Oh, what? Did he come back? Oh, look at him! All right, what we got here? All right. Sorry, I'm late, y'all. Hope y'all doing well. Love the podcast as always. It's better late than never, and you can always go back once this is over and rewatch the whole live. So yeah. But I do one. love,
0: and I will shout this out, that we're getting probably the most chat interaction we've had, and I really enjoy that. So if we didn't get to everybody, just realize it's because we're getting this, you know, list of chat. Um, Because Mm -hmm. you might be on one page where you're only seeing yourself, but because we're live in like four or five different places, our chat bar kind of fills up. So if you feel like we didn't acknowledge your comment, we do apologize. We're trying to go through them, but we're also trying to give as clear of answers as we can to some of these questions um, because I think they're important. Yeah. (laughs) So with that guys, um, those are our closing thoughts. Cody of course has none because he's not all there in the head. So <laughs> with that, thank you. Um, like subscribe to CH sports. That helps us out a lot. Um, and
2: uh, just one more. I'm, I'll jump in with you page real quick. Next week will be an episode to wrap up the year. Oh, oh we're going to wrap up the year. I'll let you talk a little more about that page, but following that is a week of Christmas. We're going to not be live that week and we'll come back on the second of January, but next week, is a end of the year wrap up. We'll so talk next a little week about is that our page. holiday
0: episode, guys, and we failed at doing 52 weeks of giveaways. We suck at that. But next week we're gonna do a, an extended episode. We're gonna go an hour and a half. We're gonna give away as many discs as we can. So make sure you guys are tuning in live. We're gonna have Colin Hayden, CA Sports himself, as a guest, and we're gonna go over some of our favorite highlights over the last year. So if you have anything you're curious about, right, this could be abstract of being like, what was your favorite green? Um, what was your favorite, you know, fail or whatever, have those ready and queued up and we'll answer them on spots. We have a little bit of a list that we're going to work down, but we're also going to be doing our best to give away cool discs. I'll probably give this away little team stamped MD3. Um, let's have some fun with it next Tuesday. Colin's going to be here. So like subscribe, we out, keep jamming it in the rough. We'll see you.